you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up? Welcome to a special edition of the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. It's been your man, MG Marcus Grant, alongside Graham Barfield. Welcome to Indianapolis. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. It's been interesting. Right? Indy is definitely an interesting, very cool niche city. Right, and I've seen most of it from, like, interior walkways, which is great. Yeah. Um, You know, we got here. It was snowing when I walked out of the airport. I was concerned, and then I realized that I don't actually have to go outdoors if I don't need to. Yeah, I, I landed and immediately walked out, and it started snowing. So I just <laughs> I just figured I brought the snow. I mean. Right. So, uh, so far, so good. We are here, obviously, at Lucas Oil Stadium for the NFL Scouting Combine. Day one was on Friday as uh, we finish as we record this. Uh, they are just finishing up down there on the field. And it was offensive linemen and running backs. Uh, for our purposes, we were more interested in the running backs, obviously. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll kind of do a brief look ahead to what is coming on Saturday when a whole slew of fantasy-relevant positions are working out. But uh, in the meantime... Let's do some news. Well, the most fantasy-relevant news coming out of the Combine on Friday was about Kyler Murray. And I I said a couple weeks ago that if you haven't heard his name too much already, you will have heard it too much by the time we get to draft day. So let's talk some more about Kyler Murray, shall we? Uh, He does not plan to work out here at the Combine. He is here. In fact, as we record this podcast, I'm looking at the monitors here in our booth, and I see him at the podium taking questions. Uh, So... Graham, he's just kind of here for interviews. He's not running. He's not throwing. He's not doing any workouts. He's just, you know, chatting it up and maybe having some shrimp cocktail at St. Elmo's. I, I kind of get it. I mean, <laughs> I kind of get it. I mean, you just come come and hang out and meet with these teams. No. I mean, what does he have to prove? What do right. these quarterbacks have to prove right now coming out? I mean, it's Haskins. It's Murray. It's a one-two race. And 
what are, what are they going to prove that they haven't already? I think the biggest thing he proved actually was on Thursday, and it had nothing to do with his athleticism. It was when he measured in. I mean, you know, he ends up measuring a little bit above 5'10", which is a little bit taller than I think people anticipated, and his hand size was was bigger than 9 inches, uh, which is, again, was bigger than I think people mm-hmm. expected. So a lot of the questions about whether or not he has the size to make it in the NFL, I think for the moment at least, those are quieted just because his numbers came out better. Yeah, I think that's what everybody was waiting on too is the hand size, and I know there's quite a few studies that have shown hand size matters. There's been some that's shown it doesn't, but as long as it's not like – my hands, really small. Right. <laughs> I have small little hands. As long as it's not me, we're good. I did see a really interesting fact from Joe Goodberry, who covers the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyler Murray's wingspan was 28 inches okay. um, from side to side. Right. It's the shortest in combine history. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Zero, zero percentile in terms of his wingspan. Okay. I don't know what that means. I don't that know what means. to make, like, I don't I don't know know make what of that. I don't know I thought it was interesting. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's just such a peculiar and very interesting case study in today's NFL. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going—he's very much going to be a case study, whether he wants to be or not. I mean, whatever happens to him in the future, uh, he is going to be the benchmark for other quarterbacks who may come in, uh, you know, with a smaller frame. So uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, and right now, as you mentioned, it's—it's it's either he or Dwayne Haskins to see who's going to be the number one quarterback. Currently, uh, our own Bucky Brooks has Dwayne Haskins just above Kyler Murray. But obviously the rumors about him potentially going to Arizona and being the number one overall pick, those things are certainly out there. Uh, I mean, what, in fact, speaking of which, I mean, uh, the, the story, you know, the, the, for, the front office folks talking about, well, Josh Rosen is our quarterback for now. It just that, – that just seems to signal that they are, they are moving on from him, right? That's just like if you're in a relationship, right, and it's not going well and you're out with some friends, you're like, yeah, I'm still dating her for now. For now. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Right? I mean, sure. yeah, yeah, try that with your significant other out there, folks. Say that, you know, I'm with so-and-so for now <laughs> and see how that goes over. It's yeah. probably not going to be so great. So uh, Kyler Murray, as we said, not, uh, not participating at the Combine, but he is talking. I'm sure he will do interviews, uh, more interviews if he hasn't already, but uh, we look forward to, to seeing what happens with that. And that is pretty much everything you need to know. All right, so the first day of workouts at the Combine, as I mentioned, uh, offensive linemen and running. I guess I shouldn't overlook what punters and kickers as well. Hey, I saw some punters running some pretty cool. Yeah. Some pretty cool drills. They were doing some crazy stretching with their hamstrings earlier. Um, it was impressive. <laughs> it was impressive. They did the three cone too. They did the three cone. I think there I was a, one of the, the the punter. I think from Utah uh, ran like a four six, which hey for a punter that's not bad. Hey, that's better than Elijah Holyfield. Hey, you know what? Let's 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 just jump right into it, right? Because obviously a big part of the combine for the running backs for everybody, but especially the running backs is the forty time. And you and I kind of sat down there, uh, kind of close to the field. Um, amongst the scouts and and watched the 40 happen and I, I would say the one takeaway you mentioned Elijah Holyfield I mean he was sort of the negative headliner I yeah. guess in this thing um but I think the overall takeaway is that the 40 times were a lot slower than I think a lot of people anticipated this is a r- really disappointing running back class I think from a lot of different angles I think from a production standpoint which I'm sure we'll get to it uh, at some point uh, later in these shows but um 
from a production standpoint, this class is kind of bad, and now from an athleticism standpoint, this class is kind of bad. Uh, we only had one running back. His name is Raquel Armstead. Post a weight adjusted speed score. A weight adjusted speed is 40 yard dash, and then you uh, add in the weight, um, mm -hmm. and then it basically nor normalizes over the last 20 years. Um, Raquel Armstead was the only back that posted a speed from score uh, over Temple. I yeah, from right. Temple. Yeah, yeah from. Uh, only guy over 75th percentile, Elijah Holyfield, Holyfield was in the 4th percentile. Nick Brosette, 4th percentile. I mean, just all these guys disappointed, man. So Elijah Holyfield officially runs a 4.78. And uh, I would imagine this is the worst thing that has ever happened to anyone in the Holyfield family ever, right? This is There's nothing There's nothing else bad that ever happened to a Holyfield beyond this one. Um, but th this is a guy who came in with a lot of excitement. There was a lot of hype around him coming out of the University of Georgia. He spent, obviously, the previous year. Uh, behind Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb, and on the field produced actually, just athleticism just didn't show today. I, I was willing to give Holyfield a bit of a pass. I have not watched him for yards created yet. I was willing to give him a little bit of a pass if he came out and blew up the combine, like mm -hmm. I think a lot of people thought he would. Mm -hmm. But Marcus, he only caught seven balls total by right. Georgia, seven. So he's not a good receiver, and now <laughs> he's slow. What do we do with that? I mean, I mean, he's a day three pick. Then, he's I a guess. day three pick at this point, right? He's going to fall quite a bit, and it's going to be interesting to see where he lands. Uh, another guy who did not run well, Miles Gaskin, who'd had a very good career at the University of Washington, and who I thought would actually run very well. I thought maybe there's some other things where he was deficient, but I figured he would run well. A uh, four-five-eight, uh, a guy who's right around 200 pounds. That's, that's not, not good. good. That's not, not good. good. Yeah. So uh, you know, it, it just again, I know that you know you and I talked about this earlier in the day that this was not. A, this is not the greatest running back draft class, but I still think I think a lot of people are just going to be disappointed by the numbers that some of these guys put up. Speed isn't everything for running backs. Of course, they're not always going to be popping off 15-plus yards running the NFL. That's obvious. But you've got to have a little bit of juice to get in between the hole, like in, in and out of holes. And, I mean, it's, it's, look, it's just not that great of a class. Um, I guess it has Josh Jacobs just helped himself now? Yeah, that's a good that question. By not running. Hurt his groin mm -hmm. apparently a couple weeks ago. Isn't doing any of the drills here at the combine, but I guess by reverse osmosis, he's helped himself. He's kind of helped himself here, right? Like you know, because everybody else has done so poorly. Uh, I guess he sort of looks good by comparison. And, and Josh Jacobs is an interesting case too, because he has vaulted to the top of the running back class. This is a guy that this time last year, everybody was talking about an Alabama running back. It was Damian Harris. And, look, Damian Harris is still going to be, I think, probably one of the top five running backs off the board here. But he was considered to be maybe the number one running back in this class. He fell back. Josh Jacobs came to the forefront. And I'm still – I don't really know how it happened. Right. But uh, but I guess he's probably in a good position right now because everybody else around him seems to have kind of taken a step back this week with, with their performance. So, um, you know, I, I'm curious to see where, where he goes. We didn't, we're not going to see Bryce Love, obviously, because he tore his ACL uh, at Stanford late in the season. Uh, I know he is here. He is doing interviews. But I know you said you think he's one of the wild cards here, too. Bryce Love is the wild card of this class. Um, elite producer over multiple years at Stanford. Uh, great receiving profile. And then tears his ACL. Mm. It's just you never you never know what to do with those guys. Real quick on Jacobs, though, um, do you think he goes first round? Because I have this I have this theory that I don't think we'll see a running back go in the top fifty. And I think today's testing, just based on like I said earlier with the production, today's testing, we'll see how yards created goes. But I don't see a back going in the top fifty. Uh, I mean, I could see it. I I could see him being you know one of the last picks on day one yeah. potentially i think that's something like you're not going to see him you know before 
you know, the, the you know, 20, 25, something like that. But I could see him maybe sneaking in at 30, 31, something like that, potentially. If that doesn't happen, then uh, I think you're right. Then I think we do wait until probably, you know, sometime later on the second day to, to see to see Josh Jacobs or to see a running back at all go. Um, but it, it is going to be interesting because, yeah, the way this draft is setting up, um, one, it's not a very offensive-heavy draft to begin with. This is going to be, I think, very heavy on defensive linemen, on pass rushers. So you already kind of have the deck stacked against the running backs to be think, to begin with. Uh, and the fact that the class is just not that deep doesn't really help. Uh, one guy, you know, I guess we shouldn't sit here and poo-poo on everybody because Mike Sanders from Penn State actually had a pretty good day. Um, a 36-inch vertical jump, a 40-yard dash at 4.49. So he was in the top half. Uh, of that that metric for for the running backs and look he's not Saquon let's not let's not get it twisted but there's something going on at Penn State where they're putting out running backs right now yeah Miles Sanders uh, again these Penn State guys and I think it comes down to their athletic trainer that's a whole nother discussion but <laughs> they're out I mean they just every single year Mike Gusecki last year he mm-hmm. was a fantastic athlete obviously yep. Saquon Barkley Chris Godwin was ridiculous Allen Robinson was ridiculous mm-hmm. coming out um, they just continue to mush out these uh these athletes i i think sanders will in, end up being he and david montgomery will probably be my two of my favorite running backs in this class yeah i'm you know i'm, I'm really interested to, to, to dig in more to some of these guys because there were guys that i was interested in watching um you know like benny snell i think who you mean benny snail benny snail i know because he didn't <laughs> it's funny though because you know he didn't he was another guy who's 40 time just on the surface wasn't great like a four six six i believe it was mm-hmm. but i think when you look at it you know in relative to his weight, because he's a, a bigger, thicker guy as well, mm. uh, I think that kind of will come off a little bit better when we start to get sort of the, the weight-adjusted scores a little bit for, for him. But, um, you know, Benny Snell was one. You mentioned, you know, uh, some of those other guys. Like, you know, we'll see what happens with Bryce Love when he's able to perform, if, he, if he's able to go, you know, at a pro day later in the spring or not. I don't say. know if he will be able to because he tore his ACL in October. So, so that he would may be, not. That would be like a seven-month turnaround. That'd be tough. That'd be really tough. So he, he probably would he not. He may not be able to. So that yeah. That'll you know we'll be we'll see what happens with that. Um, the other one, Justice Hill, who actually had a good forty time. He ran a four four earlier, and then his second time, I think a four four nine, pulled up lame and is done working out for uh, the rest of the combine. The hope is that he can be okay uh, for Oklahoma State's pro day. I believe that is March twelfth. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was another guy who like, came out at least ran well, and you know I think you know that that. With the way things went today, that's a big plus. Right? Yeah, we were sitting down there watching him, and that last, like, five yards, he pulled up, and, I mean, he immediately screamed and yeah. did not look good. Yeah, so, uh, you know, keep an eye on that. You always you always hate to see guys get hurt uh, during the combine, but uh, we'll see if Justice Hill can, can bounce back there. Um, real quick, because these are going to be short shows, we'll be back with you again on uh, Saturday with another one, but um, the wide receivers, the quarterbacks, the tight ends, they go in day two. Uh, a couple of quick notes that came out on Friday. DK Metcalf, who has become, you know, a, an internet legend apparently because of his photos, his shirtless photos where he is like rocked out uh, in his alleged 1.6% body fat. Uh, That's humanly we're, impossible. <laughs> we're, 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 that we're, is, we're throwing a BS flag it, on that one. It is categorically <laughs> impossible to have 1.6% body fat. Uh, but DK Metcalf and uh, Nikhil Harry from Arizona State both threw up 27 reps on the bench press. I will say this. I can't do that. I cannot do that. Not at 225. Um, I can do maybe half. So... <laughs> You do the down, not yeah. not quite the up part. I can maybe do one. All right, sweet. Uh, so both <laughs> those guys, we'll see them. Um, you know, the quarterbacks we will see. Obviously, we won't see Kyler Murray, as I mentioned. Um, but you and I talked. This is a maybe not 
a wide receiver class with a huge star at the top of it. Yes. But there's a lot of depth here. I, as much as I, at the surface right now, do not like this running back class, it's the complete opposite for the receivers. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's pretty much any flavor of receiver you want in this class. Um, I'm really interested to see what Metcalf does tomorrow. But also, I love Hakeem Butler out of Iowa State. Um, I think he could really vault up this class. 6'6", 225, really vault up the class with a great combine. Um, there's, there's just so many different flavors in this class. So there's lid poppers, there's slot guys. It's it's just it's a really interesting, really good group. Yeah, I mean, I've heard multiple people say, you included, that uh, whatever you are looking for, whatever your flavor of wide receiver is, you will likely find it Some in this big, draft class. Big dudes, big, big dudes in this class, including the Greek god himself. <laughs> DK, DK Metcalf, right. Yeah, you got him. You got, but then you got small guys. You got, the, you know, uh, Marquise Brown. Uh, Hollywood. Hollywood. Brown. Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Brown. Who, he was meeting with the Steelers today. Right, right. I, I still love that narrative that they're going to get rid of Antonio Brown and then draft his cousin potentially to come in and replace him. I think that's, uh, that's yeah. just a fun narrative. So, uh, so yeah, Saturday should be a full, fun day. Of course, uh, we'll be back at the end of it to kind of recap what we saw with the quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, uh, I guess for a little bit of shameless promotion to to, uh, you know, help uh, help the network. Be sure to check it out, of course, on NFL Network as well. The coverage begins at 10 a.m. Eastern. Actually goes all the way uh, through the rest of the weekend, Sunday and Monday. So you can check it on NFL Network and NFL.com as well. So that's it. We'll be back again on Saturday for Graham. I'm Marcus. We're out. Talk to you then. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.